Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Pray in the Spirit. And we're going to pray in the Spirit for five minutes. Just pray in the Spirit for five minutes. All right. Listen, say after me in the name of Jesus. Let me hear you louder. In the name of Jesus, I have the supernatural ability to comprehend everything that I'm going to hear tonight. And by faith, I will produce the results that is consistent to God's plans and purpose for my life spirit of the living god right here and right now i open up my vocal cords and i begin to pray this mysteries in the name of the lord jesus open your mouth and pray in the spirit Mangre pesu se predica prande ke proceje le prondo copredi lava e fragasso sopra de caprando copredi capari alla casa savate mangre bello coproto Sherra mangre belle cose prende le prondo comprende le foto Scripture says what ye beloved building up your most holy faith praying in the spirit Come and lift your voices up to God and just pray in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, you edify yourself and you build edifice. Whenever you pray in the Spirit, Mangre pele coparina manca bandele bonco para de la cabaya. Shandele poco prende velima caria la mangre pelas. Zalebrondo coprende le bondo copondo copandre pele caparanda cabaya. It's as though you are drinking water afresh. Every time you pray in the spirit, you receive strength, you gain momentum. Your eyes are open to see. There is always illumination. Every time in the spirit is a time of encounter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. You deserve it, O Lord. You alone are worthy to be adored. You alone are worthy to be praised. For you purchased men with your blood. And that's why we can call ourselves the sons and children of God. And because of this tonight, O God, we ask, baptize us once again. Give us fresh bread, fresh manna, fresh illumination, fresh revelation, fresh insight. Open up the scroll before us, O God. Cause our heart to comprehend what you are saying to us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Tonight I'm going to be teaching on the subject of faith. And it's one of my favorite subjects in the word. For many reasons. Because first and foremost, Romans 1.17, scripture says the just shall live by faith. But not just because um, it's an interesting topic to explore. But it's one subject that um, my mouth and my hands have handled. And I know what it means to live by faith. I know what it means to walk by faith. This is not some um, operational manual or some theological notes where you just read it out to the people. This is that which our eyes have seen, our hands has handled. And with that insight tonight, I want to share with us the word of God from the subject on faith. We started a teaching series last week, and the teaching series is called Triumph. And with the writer triumphing over the economy... Um, last week we spoke on triumphing through the spirit of faith, through the spirit of favor. Amen. Amen. And today we are going to be focused on triumphing in difficult economy by faith. By faith. It's interesting that this is one subject in the Bible, faith. is one subject in the Bible you cannot call yourself a believer or a Christian and you have never heard the word faith before. And it's also interesting that there are lots of misconceptions about this subject. Look, there are two ways to preach this subject of faith. The first way is to preach it in such a way that you are left in awe to see how God how great our God is but how low your faith is the second way to preach the word of faith is to see the fact that you have faith inside of you and tonight I want to teach on the latter I want to show you the latter because that's the most excellent way and I hope that and I pray that your heart will be opened and your minds and your soul would receive that which God is sharing with us today just before I get into the word, I want to say a couple of things. If you're here and you are dealing with discouragement, challenges, a tough time, a good time, 
a bad time. In fact, it took you some strength to come to church today or to even join online. This message is for you. It will truly, truly encourage you. It will truly, truly brace you up. And it would give you a supernatural strength for this next chapter of your life. Can I get a louder amen? amen. And so we are talking on the subject of faith. Can you give me that graph quickly? That image, pardon me, that I shared with you. And I'm going to just start with that. If you look at what has been designed on this screen, you'll see that, and I can go on and put so many things here. I can put your career, I can put your business, everything. At the very center of every single thing in your life on the earth is your walking by faith. Everything. There are very few scriptures in the Bible whereby it was repeated over four or five times. Very few. But on the subject of faith, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. In fact, there are many teachings that Jesus came to do on the earth from his parables to his teachings, everything. But there was one he didn't only teach about, he also modeled it. If you read the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you would see very carefully how the subject of faith was constantly spoken about through our Lord Jesus. Faith. And many times, you would notice and observe also that Every slight opportunity that Jesus had to rebuke his disciples were usually on the subject of faith. O ye of little faith. And tells us the significance of that subject. Jesus spoke on the subject of faith. He spoke on the subject, largely on the subject of love. And then he spoke largely on the subject of the kingdom of our Lord Jesus, of our Lord Jesus which is him and the kingdom of God. But on the subject of faith, you will see so many texts in the Bible on this subject of faith. That suggests to us the importance of this subject. And if the Bible can say, and the scriptures can say, the just shall live by faith. The word just there means the justified. It means the sanctified. It means the called ones, the called out, which are the Christians. In other words, if we remove the word just, which is you, how many just people do I have in this house? If I take that word just there and we know that you are just, then I can then say, Funke shall live by faith. Toby shall live by faith. Ife shall live by faith. In other words, the only requirement and everything that is left at stake in your life that you're going to use to journey significantly on the earth is by faith. But it's interesting that this is one subject that we have too many doctrines, 
If I ask you in this room, those who are physically present, those who are online, and I say to you, if you have faith in this place to move a mustard seed, let me see your hands high. Guess what? A lot of people will raise their hands because we're in church. But in their hearts, they don't have that faith. And so there is something about the subject of faith that makes us think it's something big. It's, a, it's like a, it's a crystal ball that is there. And then if you have it, you have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. And so everybody's trying to work so hard to get that faith. And then sometimes we even teach that the measure of your life is the measure of your faith. So let's, let's demystify this topic of faith. Because if God has told us that the way you are going to live on the earth is by faith, then we are better know that subject by faith. Think about it this way. If you're writing an exam and I'm the lecturer and I'm the one that set the exam and then you come to me and I say to you, look, you had better go and read the last chapter of what I taught you two weeks ago. That last paragraph, that's where I'm going to set your, your 100 marks from. What will you do? You go and learn it. You sit there because you know I don't want, I'm the one that wrote the exam. I'm the one that set the question. You just go there, sit with it, leave everybody, let them run up and down reading the whole syllabus. You just focus your own focus on the last chapter. You come out in high colors. Why? Because you listen to the person that set the exam. If God says the just shall live by faith, then this subject is one you must know. And listen to what I'm about to say to you now. It's a subject you must know beyond what they tell you. Because that's how you live. Your livelihood, your sustenance on the earth is by faith. The just shall live by faith. In other words, the just shall die without faith. Death there is not physical death. Your finances can die. Your family can die. Your relationship can die. Are you following what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? So, the just shall live by faith. Tonight, what I'm going to attempt to do is to take it gradually with us so that it's not yet another um, exciting, everybody's just shaking, saying, oh, I have faith, oh, I have faith. No, 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 no. What I want to communicate to you today is the practicality of the use of faith. Is somebody following me? Glory be to God. So let me start with this. God has given us certain spiritual substances that helps us to achieve our plans, our purpose, and our desires on the earth. And one of those spiritual substances is joy. Another is faith. Another is hope. Another is peace. All of the spiritual substances that the Lord has given to us. But you see, all of this spiritual substance are forces. They are called spiritual forces. The Bible says that it's through faith we quench all the fiery darts of the enemy by faith. And so faith is a spiritual force. The same way if I want to kick a ball, my leg in this context is a force to kick the ball. If I want to move the ball from a point A to a point B, my leg, in this case, if I'm playing soccer, is a spiritual force or a natural force that must move the ball. In other words, if I want to move my, my life from one point to another point, there are forces, spiritual 
allocation, spiritual substances, spiritual realities that God has given to us, that the moment you engage with those forces, you are going to move those things from point A to point B. And one of it is faith. The moment you, you lose God on the subject of faith, the moment you have a slight understanding of the subject of faith, but not the totality of the components of faith, you are going to have the knowledge of faith, but not the manifestations of faith. Oh, you missed what I said right there. You know, it's one thing to have the knowledge of faith. It's another thing to have the manifestations of faith. Look at this this way. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, when the Bible spoke about the patriarchs of faith, do you see what the Bible spoke about them? The Bible did not talk about the knowledge of faith that they have. The Bible spoke about the result of faith, the manifestations of faith that they had. Now, we can be very excited about the knowledge of faith. And this is the critical thing I want to share before I get deep into my word tonight. That, you see, we live in a generation where we can be very excited about the knowledge of something, but not the working process to bring out the manifestation of that very thing that we are knowledgeable about. Of what good is knowledge that produces nothing? Glory to God. Imagine God was moving around the face of the deep and God knew that there should be light and he was knowledgeable that there could be light but he never said let there be light. Of what good is that? Is somebody following what I'm saying there? Praise the name of the Lord. So it's, it, it, I, I always say, tell people this. There are subjects in the Bible that it's a critical thing you must know. Number one, love work. Number two, faith. Number three, hearing the voice of God. If you know those subjects very well, you will live a high-flying life on the earth. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about it from the head knowledge point of view. I'm talking about it and how to walk it, the workings of it. Glory be to God. So what I want to do tonight is to give you practical understanding about this subject so that you can appropriate it in your own spiritual journey and then you can see the manifestation and the results. In other words, what I'm saying to you tonight is everything I want you to listen to while I'm speaking is the application of what I'm saying. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? I'm talking about the application of what I'm saying. I'm, it's okay for you to say, hum, hum, hum. look, you can say, hum, 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 and for 10 years you are seeing that same problem. It has not saved you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the application. Seared thou a man who is what? Diligent in his business. He will stand before king. Seared thou a man who is diligent. In this church, we want to raise people who are not just excited about the word of God. They know how to pray for five hours, three hours, but nothing to show for that five hours or three hours. That's not the kind of people we are raising here. We are raising men and women, men of the word, women of the spirit, or women of the word and women of the spirit. So we balance it out. But they know how to appropriate that which they've heard. Jesus called the disciples in twos. He gave them powers in twos. Then they went and they came back. They said, we saw Satan fall like lightning. <laughs> you know what he was doing to them? He was saying that now that I've taught you theory, go and do practical. Many believers are excited about the theoretical teachings of the gospel. The theory that brings you the knowledge, which is great. But the practical things that gives you the conversion. That's what. So, as I'm teaching you tonight, you are going to be writing on your notepad and your pen 
based on what PS is saying now, these are the first steps I'm going to take. Is somebody following what I'm saying? Glory to God. So let's start. There are spiritual principles that governs the earth. There are spiritual principles that governs the earth. And one of those spiritual principles that governs the earth is if you have seen it, you can have it. Oh my God. If you have seen it, you can have it. <laughs> oh, Marabakaya. If you have seen it, you can have it. Open your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2. To three Joshua 1 and verse 2 to 3 the Bible says here it says and Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise go over this Jordan you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them look at this which I am giving to them the children of Israel next verse verse 4 look at what the Bible says in verse 4 verse 2 he says, look at this. He says, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. I have given you. In other words, the moment your soul steps upon that place, I have given to you. Did you see that there? What this means in reality, in context of what I'm saying it here is that the moment you can see that land, and your soul can step on it. The moment you saw it, you already had it. Did you hear what I'm saying there? In other words, the moment God shows you something, it's available for grab. Hmm. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I don't want to go out of myself, but in the, in the law of faith, the first process is sightedness. The moment you have seen it, it's available. Let me give a practical example to this. It means that you're in the midst of all of this economic down crash. You are seeing yourself in the next seven months, eight year, eighth month, one year, two years, paying a salary of $30,000 in your company. You have seen it. The moment God can make you see it, it means that it is possible to have it. Did somebody hear what I'm saying there? Listen, God is not a man. He doesn't tempt you with what he's not able to do. Are you following what I'm saying? This is the first law of faith. I want you to follow me closely, please. The second thing about the operations of the spirit realm is that every faith result that you saw required a corresponding action to it. Every faith result that you saw, the Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 6 and verse, 12, verse 2. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 2. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands, its king and the mighty men of valor. Next verse. It says, You shall march around the city, and you and your men of war, you shall go around the city once, and this you shall do six days. Now, we know the story there. What God was saying to him, in other words, is that, for this Jericho to come down, there is something you must do. You cannot sit down and just be wishing that Jericho will come down. These are the corresponding actions. You will gather your men, you will move around this thing seven times, and then once you make the last shot on the last day, this wall will come down crashing. Corresponding actions. 
what are the two things I just gave to you? Number one is what? I, I, can, hear, I can hear you louder if you can. I explained the sightedness. I didn't just say sightedness. Okay, so don't say sightedness. Okay, so what did I say there? And uh, what's the next thing? Okay, a quick exercise. Write down three things you have seen. It's okay if you have not said, don't, don't lie. God is only committed to do what he has shown you. Write down three things you have seen. Write it down in your own life. Then put a big circle on it and write, I can have it. Oh my God. I'm telling you that this subject is my subject. I understand it. Because I'm not only going to be teaching you this subject, I'm going to also be impacting it inside you. Praise the Lord. Have you done that? Praise the Lord. Have you done that? The second thing I want you to do is, what is the next line? Corresponding action. Every faith result you see requires some corresponding action to it. Write down the corresponding action. Not yet. Okay, let's go ahead. Let me, I won't go ahead of myself. You're going to write down at the end of this teaching the corresponding actions that you're now going to have to do in this subject. So now, I gave you that as a front burner. So let's go back to the beginning of this subject of faith. What is faith? What is this about? I know you've read some texts in the Bible. Great faith, large faith, small faith, bigger faith, medium faith, mustard seed faith. And you are now totally confused which one you are operating with. I'm going to show you from the word of God. The word of God doesn't lie. It's yes and amen. Glory be to God. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And let's start from verse 1. And give me the message, message translation. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God. Let me say that again. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't, we can't see. It says, go back. No, go back. Verse, verse 1. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth it. This faith. What makes life worth living? Faith. What makes you continue on the earth? Faith. Bible ended up this text and says it's our handle on what we can see. In other words, faith from the standpoint of faith starts out with what we can see. The handle to open the door of possibilities starts out first with what we can see. Did you follow me there? So, the Bible then went further in this text in verse 3 to then tell us about the subject of faith but didn't leave it there to us and then gave us the first prototype of faith which was God is that not interesting he didn't use Abraham first he didn't use Adam first he didn't use Eve first he didn't use anybody Moses, nobody he used God first as the first prototype of faith so if you go all the way down to verse 3 look at what the Bible says there it says by faith 
we see that the world called into existence by God's word and what we see created by what we do not see. Give me the NKJV version. The NKJV. NKJV. Alright. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were seen are not made out of the things which are visible. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and let's look at how God created the earth. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the, of the waters. Next verse. Verse 3. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. What was the action we saw of the Godhead there? God spoke. Now, go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3 again, where we came from. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which we see were not made of the things which were visible. Now, what are the things that you see here? Can you see the speaker? Can you see this iPad? Can you see this, this pulpit? Can you see yourself? Amen. Can you see the rug? Can you see those online? Can you see all of them? <laughs> but you can see things here. Can you touch your clothes? Can you see it? How were they framed? Talk to me. How were they framed? Oh, am I in the new? This is not a trick question. How were they framed? How were they framed? This is a this is Christianity problem. We just let me just listen to the word. Oh, hold him, hold him, Like this is we've not even left church. How were they framed? Can you say it more confidently? It's written there. How were they framed? By the word. So it means that everything you are today, everything you see today, everything you can touch today, everything you can handle today, everything you can comprehend today comprehend today started out with one process by the spoken word of God so in Hebrews chapter 11 the writer was explaining to us about the concept of faith but the writer then started out with how God showcased faith to us and the first thing that we saw there was going back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 how God created the heavens and the earth and everything that we see today and he said and God said let there be light and there was light so we've established the first thing that we saw in the Godhead and how all of these things came about that we see today so I want you to write in your notepad speaking and circulate this is a faith seminar speaking and circulate or confession and circulate praise the Lord is somebody following me so if I'm going to ask you a question how did God use his own faith how did he use his faith what did he do was he dancing what did he do but yes he spoke but what did he do first 
he saw there was darkness and then in the midst of the darkness he said there can be light the moment he saw that there was darkness and he knew that there can be light what was the next thing he did let there be light you see what i was saying to you first that it starts out with what you have seen and then what you are saying somebody following me stay with me now the bible says in romans chapter 1 verse 17 it says the just shall live by faith galatians chapter 3 and verse 11 the just shall live by faith hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38 the just shall live by faith so then what is this faith what is the subject of faith what is the definition of faith let's go to the bible and get our definition there hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 give me the nkjv Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. Come and help me move this thing down. Protocol. Look at me everybody. Look at me everybody. Please. And those watching me online, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say to you now. One of the things I've observed in Nigeria, in the body of Christ in Nigeria, is that we lie largely on the strength of special meetings, particularly on the strength of the apostolic and the prophetic to bring people out. It's almost as though we are then operating the prototype of the mosaic principles which is raise a very mighty leader who would constantly part the Red Sea for the people. But if you observe the prototype of Joshua, it is a bit different. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth. You will meditate upon it day and night. You observe to do all that is written therein. Then you would have good success. But if you look at the way we do things in this side, it's always as though every time we gather together, Everyone is expecting a mighty man of God to part up the Red Sea of their lives so that, you know, it, 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 we, we then breed consistency of lazy believers whereby all they are believing for is the impartation of the spirit of faith but not knowing how to work this thing in their daily life. That's why what I was saying to you last week that if I come to you and we want to have a service on favor, what many of you came to receive that last week was you know, I release it on your in your direction. Amen. The garment of favor is one for you. Amen. Amen. And uh, you, you cannot replicate it in the continuity of your life. You can't replicate it. So this is the problem here. Is that there, there seems to be a dichotomy between the person of God and the principles of Jesus. And so we are easy to lean on the strength of the anointing, the anointing that breaks the yoke, the anointing that can bring us out. But we don't want to go through the principle whereby we can reproduce this thing in our life. Are you following what I'm saying to you? If I come to this service today and I start telling you, start shouting, I have faith, I have faith, I've done you no good. If I say, lift up your right hands, I release the spirit of faith on your life. It, look, if you, don't, if you can receive it and you don't know how to handle it or exercise it or work with it, it's just a matter of time. How do we move people listen to me very carefully, who, are, who practice the word and can prove the word of God. 
You can prove the word of God beyond science. You can prove the word of God beyond what your mom or your father or anybody has told you because you have tasted and seen that this God is good. You have tasted it. Your hands has handled it. That's where the application of the word of God is come, comes in. So you can look. Listen, listen guys. Look. If you move around Jericho seven times, it must come down. In other words, there are principles in the word of God. If you apply yourself to it, you must see the results. If Jesus says, go to that fish, open the mouth, you will see money inside. You had better go into that fish mouth, open everything to the esophagus. Money is right there. The principles. That's what I want to teach us today. So that you know how to exercise your faith. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. How faith comes. No, I was defining faith first. What is faith? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Look at this. Let's break it down a little bit. It says, first, first, faith is a substance. What is that substance? We're going to answer it in a moment. It says, first, faith is a substance of things hoped for. I'm going to show you what that substance is. It then says, the evidence of things not seen. So it means that there is something that you have not seen, but by faith you have the evidence. In other words, you have a checkbook with you and you have 10 million naira in your bank account. If you go to the bank, that checkbook is the evidence that you have money there. Glory to God. That checkbook. Now, you can't take checkbook and go to the malam and say, take checkbook and give me rice. Take checkbook and give me car. Amen. Amen. You can't do that. You need substance. Praise the name of the Lord. But you already have the checkbook. It's with you. All you need to do is to go and put in the checkbook. Is somebody following me? With the bank and cash in your substance there. Then you have the money that you can use to buy anything you want to buy. That checkbook is the evidence. What is that evidence? There are two things I want to show you there. What is the substance and what is the evidence? Let me go ahead of myself a little bit. The evidence there, that's why it says, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What is that evidence? In other words, what is that evidence that Abraham had? Who hope against hope was believing in hope? Even though, you know, he was bar- his wife was buried, he was still giving God praise and rejoicing. What is that evidence that he had? That evidence is what God has told him. The evidence there is the word. Somebody hear what I said there. The evidence of things not seen. In other words, this thing, I've not seen the reality yet, but I have the word of God that says to me, I already have it. Somebody hear what I'm saying there? This thing, now, let me break it down for you in two ways. The evidence there is in two parts. Number one, it's in the written word. Number two, it's in the spoken word. In other words, it's not only the written word, even though the written word gives you confines and the jurisdiction upon which the spoken word 
Must be, are you getting what I'm saying? In other words, you cannot say God has given me an evidence that my wife is your wife. You see that you, you see that before before you before that evidence enters your soul. <laughs> I will show you something. It's on the confine of the word. Glory to God. But the evidence of things. Look at what it says. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance of things you are hoping for. Substance. What are you hoping for? Think about your area of your life now. What are you hoping for? Talk to me. What are you hoping for? In any area of your life. Somebody give me give me an example. Financial. Substance. Now let me ask you a question. Have you seen it? How large you are? Have you seen it? Have you seen it in your spirit? Talk to me. You've seen it. But you don't have it physically. You don't have it. But even when you are down and people are, things are not working well for you, sometimes what you have seen gives you hope. Am I, has that happened to you before? Everybody is saying, you know, you are dressing well, you are dressing well, you are looking great. But you know it's only five clothes you have in your, in your wardrobe. And people are complimenting your dressing, dressing. But you look at yourself in the midst of all the pains, everything going on with you. There is something telling you somewhere that this too shall pass. I can see the end from where I am right now. Substance. That substance is what we have seen. The two principles there, which was, God, which was what God did. Seeing and saying. The substance there is seen what you have seen the evidence there is the spoken word did somebody get me when it is true faith there's always a substance there's always a substance now the substance is called substance because it is substance it's not substantial substance it means that it might not even be anything. That's what the Bible says Abraham, hope against hope believed. It means sometimes it's the last thread, but it's a substance. It's a substance. Ah! It's a substance. Look, you, you, the, the year is running to an end and God has told you that by 50 you are going to be this and you are 49.5. But there is a substance that you say to yourself, God is not a robber. God is not a liar. By two immutable things, it's impossible for him to lie. Substance. Substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things that is not seen. I want you to just follow me. Now then, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 13, verse 3, Romans 12, 3, it says, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Look at me, everybody. Let me help you demystify this thing about if I have faith or you don't have faith. Because there are many people who you are seated in this room right now, some of you are watching online, and you actually think that you don't have faith. That's a lie. The Bible says he has dealt with everyone a measure. Listen to this. 
Many times we've had preachers who have taught this concept of measure as he gave one person one Congo. Then you, he gave you three dirika. Then you, he looked at you and said, this is your white hair, you don't really need faith. So I'm going to give you uh, one ragolis or one cup. Let me say something to you. Ah. Let me show you something. Open with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through what? How are you saved? Talk to me. How are you saved? Through what? Okay. And it says, And it's not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Now, Romans chapter 10 and verse 10. Remember, you were saved how? By faith. faith. Okay, how did that faith happen? How did you get saved? What was the process of your being saved that the Bible called faith? Let's look at it. Romans 10.10. It says, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, how did you get saved? By believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. And then the moment you did that, the Bible says and records that you have faith. Did you see that? Now, the salvation faith that you used to get, listen, listen to what I'm about to say to you now, to get the most priceless gift on the earth. Why are you now thinking that you need another kind to get car, to get house? The Zohe, the life of God, the same salvation faith. Think about it, guys. So, this is where the complication comes in. You now begin to think that when it comes to having a car, when it comes to having a house, then I need another kind of faith. Lao Lao faith. Anyhow faith. It's the same process. The same salvation faith that God has given to you. The same measure of faith that he has dealt with you. It's that same measure of faith. Now, you can grow and increase by the reason of the word, by studying the word, by acting on the word. I'm going to get there. But you have been dealt with in a measure of faith. Oh, yes. That's why Jesus had expectation of his disciples. Oh, ye of little faith. What was he saying to them? He was teaching them the word. And he was expecting that every time I teach you the word, something grows on your inside. And so, by the time I teach you the word... Based on what is growing on your inside, there must be expectations of me from you. So there must be a conversion. Glory to God. So how did you get born again? You got born again by believing in your heart and by saying with your mouth. And then the Bible says that then you have faith. So what then is this faith? Where everybody is now looking for faith that is not lost. Let me say this to you. Look at me, everybody. What is missing is that you have not been growing and nurturing that thing that has been dealt with a measure with you. That's the problem. Particularly, listen to me for believers. It is not that you don't believe. You share testimonies. It's, that, it's not that you don't believe. Oh. It's not that you don't trust God. It's not that you don't declare with your mouth. The missing link for most believers is acting. I tell you the truth. That's the missing link. 
That's the missing link. There was a guy in the Bible whose son was operating with a demonic spirit, falling into oil and all of that. Came to Jesus and said, look, your disciples could not heal this guy. You know what Jesus said? That faithless generation. What is going on with you guys? In other words, just speak thy word. Speak my word. Believe I have the power to rebuke this thing. Think about it this way. Imagine when Peter was walking on water. Remember Jesus, Peter told Jesus, if you are the Christ, bid me to come. If you are the one, bid me to come. He says, come. Then he started to come on water. Then he saw the waves and started to sink. Think about it. If he said at that moment, the same way he said with that audacity that if you are the Christ, bid me to come. And just Jesus inviting him to say, come. And by coming, the waters were stabilized for his sake. And he was walking on that water. The moment he said, saw that wave, if he looked at the waves and said to the wave, be still. Do you think that God would ignore that? Jesus would ignore that word. He will compel those things to stop. Because it was the same him that said, come. That, that person that told you, come, can still be the same person that can tell that thing to stop. Well, you know the problem. You are weighing the problem higher than the one that even can solve the problem. That's the problem. The problem is bigger than your God. Listen, many believers believe that this problem is, is bigger than the God you serve. I'm telling you the truth. You believe that this problem is bigger. Can God really take, it, it, it will take time. For God to solve this problem, it will take him time. Oh. Because after all, this God is a very long-suffering God. So, because he's very long-suffering, then it means it's going to really take him time. Because it takes time to do the things he wants to do. Your consciousness will affect what you produce. Is it not the same? The Bible says, Behold, I come quickly. This same God, mighty man of war, the consciousness. But let me run quickly. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I have faith. Oh, say it very bold. I'm telling you, you have what will make you live on the earth. You should say it with every audacity. Somebody say, I have faith. faith. Say it loud, I have faith. faith. Look, you can't have a superior kind. The faith that got you born again is 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 the most priceless thing God will ever give you. And you know how you got to that one. Believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. So when it comes to the other area of your life, why are you now thinking that there are certain things that you have to now go against first before you produce it? It's the same process. It's the same process. Now you understand Mark eleven twenty three. If anyone shall say to this mountain, and if you believe what in your heart and say with your mouth, same process. Same process of salvation, same process to get married. Same process of salvation, same process to have the house. Same process of salvation, same process to get that job. Same process of salvation, same. Let no man trouble you. Let no man discourage you. Let no man complicate the subject for you. Somebody shouted, I have faith. Okay, let me ask you a question. When we read the Hebrews chapter 11, 
it was accounted to Abraham as righteousness. What was accounted to him as righteousness? The Bible says Abraham believed God. Ah, if you know what believing can do. Abraham believed God. God now said, forget about what he said, that my wife is my sister. Forget about this. He believed me. Take righteousness. Believe. You know what it means to believe? It means you are boasting in your God. You are saying that, I know you are able. Believe. Uh, Jesus said, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. He said, silver or gold we have not, such as we have. What were they talking about? They were talking about their belief. Such as we have, we give. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Believe. I'm going to show it because sometimes it can be complicated for people. Say, I'm believing, but I'm not seeing it. I will show it to you. What is going on there? Praise the name of the Lord. Say it loud one more time. I have faith. Say it with me this way. I have faith that can produce everything in my life that I've seen. Oh, did you hear what I said there? Say, I have the faith of God that can produce everything that the Lord has showed me. I have that faith. My faith is powerful and producing. I have faith. Oh, I have faith. How many of you have the life of God in you? What gave you that life? Now, how come this problem is bigger than the life of God? If you got it by faith, then how come that challenge is bigger than the life of God? If you got the life of God by faith, you're going to get everything else by faith. How? Following the same process of how you got that life of God. Believing in your heart, saying with your mouth. I'm going to show you some other things that you do there. Praise the name of the Lord. Say it one more time, I have faith. A robust one. Now the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 how faith comes. I've defined for you what is faith. I've explained that to you. I've told you how God uses his faith or how God uses faith. I've also showed you how you are expected to live on the earth. Now I want to show you how faith comes. Romans 10 verse 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now what happens to the deaf and dumb? They can't hear. They can't talk. Then is that they don't have faith. Open with me to the TPT version of that scripture. They, they can see. Okay. What if they are deaf? blind and can't see the spirit will reveal himself to them alright, look at this it says faith then is battered in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one <laughs> in other words, faith is battered where? that responds to God. Look. Look at me, everybody. If Pastor Shepard comes out and shares a testimony, guess what is going on there? Faith is battered inside you. Ah, if 
you understand this powerful principle, when it comes to church, you will not miss worship services or worship sessions during service. Because you see, those things that we do are part of faith being better in your heart. Do you know what it means for you to lift up your hands and say, there is only one name? Do you know what that means? It's parted in your heart because faith is believing in your heart and saying with your mouth. So when you worship, faith is parted. I'm going to show you how you release faith. Because once faith is, is battered and cooked, you must release it. If not, you'll be weighty with faith, but no results. Full of faith, but no results. The Bible says about a man who, when they decide that he had faith to walk, so he had the faith all along, but he wasn't really to release his faith to walk. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, then, faith is better in the heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Praise the name of the Lord. So write these three things down, what you should know about your faith. Number one, you have the faith of Jesus. <laughs> Oh my God. Look at me, everybody. The faith we walk with is a spiritual force and a spiritual substance, like I said to you earlier. In other words, it's the same spiritual substance that you have, it's the same spiritual substance you have, it's the same spiritual substance you have. You don't have a different kind of faith. Faith is not like a race where there are different tribes and different nations. There's one faith, it's the faith of God. Are you hear what I'm saying? The same way there is one love, is the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. It's the same way there is one faith. It's the faith of God that is shed abroad in our heart as well. By love. Are you following what I'm saying there? That faith is what you have in Christ. Guess what? It is that kind of faith that Jesus had also. I know your, your theology is making you feel like, why will I have the same kind of faith? It means that Jesus is superior to us then. He should give us another kind of faith. That's the problem. That's where you have the challenge. Shout it very loud to your consciousness. I have the Jesus' kind of faith. You see when in the book of um, Matthew 11, Mark 11, 23, when Jesus was rebuking his disciples, what did he say to them? He said, have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. There's a God kind of faith. And you have it. I have it. I'm full of it. Oh yes, I'm full of that faith. The faith I have is not different from the faith Jesus had when he was on the earth. We have the same spirit of faith. The Bible says, he having the same spirit of faith. Did you see that? The same spirit of faith. You believe, therefore you speak. The same spirit of faith. 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 I've shared this story with you guys. Some years ago, my wife and I wanted to get a new place. We went and we're looking around to get at this new place. And so we got into this property and we really liked it. And the moment we looked at each other, it just felt, you know, there's a connection. Remember what I said to you, that thing you see, you just know is yours. Many of you, you are removing your leg from the pedal of what you know is yours. That's why this thing is not being substantiated in your life. You are not seeing it. You are removing your leg too quickly. Look, guys, 
A no is usually not a no if you persist. Sometimes the no comes as a spiritual force to test your faith, to prove your faith. Like I always say, every time there is a spiritual supply in your life, there will be first spiritual oppositions. Praise the Lord. So we went to this place and we looked at it, we liked it. The only unfortunate part of the thing is that we didn't have the amount that the person was asking us to pay for it. But we liked it and it felt good. So we went back home and we're thinking about it. Next morning, I drove to that place. No, that same day, before my wife and I left, we looked at ourselves. Code. We laid hands on the walls of the house. We're laying hands around. We said, this house is has in the name of Jesus. We're laying hands on it. All around, we walked down the staircase. The agent was with us. We were just coding to lay. These hands are God's hands. These hands are anointed. Look, the anointing flows through the head and all down through the beards all the way down. In other words, if you are called of God, and you are called of God, because when I hear you called of God, you're thinking pastor. You are called, somebody say, I'm called of God. Okay, if you are a child of God, maybe that sounds better to your Christian belief. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. Is somebody following me tonight? The clothes you wear is anointed. Do you believe that? Oh my God. Does somebody believe that? Okay, I'll give an example. If I wear a perfume, sometimes if you take off your clothes, good perfume, not okrika. If you take off your clothes and you go downstairs or you go meet people, they can still perceive that thing. It's still on you. That's why we call it you wear a perfume. That's how the anointing is. The anointing is on you, in you, through you, for you. My God. So the anointing is on your cloth. The anointing is on your hand. The anointing is on you. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good for God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. The anointing there is the Spirit of God in him, on him. Praise the Lord. So we just went there, laid our hands on that house, and we went. Then we came back the next day, and the man told us, we met the owner of the house, and the man said, well, they've given the house to somebody else, and that there's nothing we can do about it, I'm sorry, and all of that. And I said, sir, I know you've given the house to somebody else, but this is my number. He said, there's nothing I can do. Somebody else is moving in. We've collected the house already. I said, no problem. So I drove and I left, but I dropped my number with him. The next morning, it was a Monday morning, I was lying down on my bed with full expectation. Listen. When what is yours is yours, you will know. Am I talking to believers here? You will know. <laughs> you will know. You know how you will know. There will be a conviction you cannot explain. It goes beyond desire. In fact, when you want to let go of it, it holds you back. Uh-huh. Man called us the next day and said, Oh, yeah, 
come and collect. Oh, come and collect. Guess what? They refunded back the money of the person that already paid. What is yours is yours by faith. Let me tell you what many of us are practicing. Wishful thinking, not faith. Mental assets, not faith. Let me tell you something. Every car I've driven in my, driven in my life, I tested it with somebody else that had it first. I'm, God is my witness, I'm telling you today. I would say, let me test it. The other day, I, went to, I saw one nice Range Rover. I said, come down, come down, come down. Let me drive it. I do. Vroom! You only undo what you have touched. Okay, how does God now show help Abraham? God is saying, I want to make you father of nations. And Abraham is still telling God that seeing that you have made me childless. God is saying, what are you talking about? I'm talking about father of nations. You are talking about childless. You are still talking about one child. My friend, come outside. Let me show you something. Look at the stars. Look at the sands. Show that so shall thy seed be. There is an action of faith. Joshua cannot be sitting down there drinking coffee and hoping that the walls will fall down flat. The action of faith is move around this thing as instructed. And you cry and shout in the last one, this thing is coming down. Look, we can program these things. I'm telling you the truth. If we do this practice, I'm going to show you seven things that quickly, if we do these things, listen to me everybody. Take one area of your life, one. And what I'm going to show you now, practice it for three months. Come back and tell me that this thing is not working. Then go and practice something else. Let's prove this word. We are Christians, for goodness sake. We are believers. Let's stop substituting ourselves with the woman who said even the children can, can feed from the dog's food. You are the one sitting on the table with Christ. That's why the Bible says we are seated in him. Appropriate what is yours. I, I, I say to you, you will not get to heaven to look back and see what was yours that you never walked in. You will walk in the fullness of everything on the earth for you. But you know how? By faith. Somebody shout, I have faith. I have faith. Shout, I'm ready to release my faith. Glory to God. Number two. The same process you used in getting born again is the same process of your faith. Number three. You can, it is only you who can develop your faith. It's only you who can develop your faith. Nobody else can do it for you. So then, what does faith do? What faith does? Number one. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Faith overcomes the world. It says, for whosoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Say it loud, I'm a world overcomer. My faith overcomes the world. Listen, when you hear the word world, that doesn't mean your faith overcomes Iraq or Saudi Arabia. Your own world is a, a system, a structure, whatever it is, your world, your faith overcomes it. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Number two. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Is somebody going to listen to this message again? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. 
It says, above all, taking the shield of faith with which we quench what? All the fairy darts of the wicked one. All the fairy darts of... The shield of faith is when there is a casting down, there is a lifting up for me. That's the shield of faith. A thousand shall fall by my side, ten thousand by my right side, it will not come near me. Shield of faith. You take the shield of faith. That's the only way you quench the fiery darts of the enemy. How do you take the shield of faith? I've taught you. You believe in your heart that you have what they call exemption. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Exemption against evil. Exemption when, are you getting what I'm saying? Exemption when it comes to, we want to pick 10 people to go and do something. They are traveling to this country to represent the organization. 10 people out of 200 people in the organization. Exempt, they must, they must pick you. Are you hear what I'm saying? It's with the shield of faith you quench the fiery darts. Praise the name of the Lord. Number three. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. For having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Next verse, verse 2, quickly. It says, through whom we have what? Have access by faith. We have access by faith into his grace. In other words, number three, you have access into God's grace by faith. That's why the Bible says, now let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Listen, if you understand this faith thing, you would realize that your background doesn't stand a chance to what God wants to do in your life. You will realize that your background is actually in the past archives of your life. By faith. You have access by grace. You have access to grace by faith. Praise the Lord. Number five. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32. I have to run quickly. Hebrews eleven thirty-two. 32. It says, And what more shall I say? Okay, give, give, give me all the way. Verse 33. 33. Let's, it says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. How do you subdue kingdoms? By faith. Somebody shout, I subdue kingdoms. By faith. Now, okay, I'm getting closer to the end, to the core. Romans chapter 4 verse 12. How many of you can see how simple this faith is, Abby? Say it, I have faith. faith. This thing is simple. It's simple. I need faith. That organization that organization that uh, they're going to pay me one million naira. Hey, the faith I need or two billion. Faith. Let me tell you something. The same faith you used as to enter your entry level, the same things you did to get the entry level job is that same faith. Don't complicate these things. The problem are the seven things, eight things I'm going to show you now. The actions of faith that many people miss. The problem is never the faith. You have that thing. You have been dealt with the measure of faith already. The problem is the actions. They are not concurrent with what you are really saying. Praise the Lord. 
So then, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 12, it says, And the father of and the father of circumcision to those who are only of the circumcision, but also who also walk in what? The steps of the faith of our father Abraham. In other words, there are what we call the steps of faith. Steps of faith. Now, at this point, I want you to highlight that thing I told you to write, the areas of your life you want to see things, or God has shown you something, and I, and I told you to asteric it. I want you to go back to that place now. Are you there? Look, if God told Abraham that he's the father of nations, did we see the result in his life? Yes or no? If God tells you something, it must, we must see it in your life. In other words, there are steps that Abraham practiced that produced the results. The principles of faith or what we can call the laws of faith. Two times two is two. Pardon me, four. Five times five is what? Twenty-five. If you have it so mathematically, draw to me and I will draw to you. There are equations in the spirit. You just, you just give yourself to them, you see the results. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are things you do in the spirit. You give yourself to hold it to it. You're, you are sure to see the results. God is not a liar. The problem is that we are not consistent with it. And we faint in the process. And then without putting it on God. I remember Ora Robert saying that the Lord told him he was going to build him a university. He said, how would a man who doesn't know anything about building a university build him a university? God taught him a powerful principle called the seed faith. He was the one that pioneered that concept of seed faith. And he started to practice it. Built God a massive university, the Aura Robot University, by faith. If you read the Patriarchs, Hebrews chapter 11, all the way to verse, I think it's 33, it ends. You see all the faith lives of these people, which I can teach another side of that thing faith, because faith is not only when you collect something from God, collect something from God. There are other sides to this, but not for today. Somebody say it's possible. Say it with some conviction. Say, by the end of this year, I will practice this word. I would have proven the word of God is true. Look, let's stop trying to, let's stop trying to protect God. Believers are trying to protect the integrity of God. Is this thing really working? So it's not you, you're not it's not working. Then you're saying, ah, God is good. He, yeah, let's let's prove this word if it's working. Go and gather water pots. If the disciples came and did their hand like this, how how will wine drop there? Go and bring water pots, put water inside, then you can see that this thing can turn to wine. 
you, whatever he tells you to do, do it. The moment you don't do it, you can't see it. This is the frustration. Then we now explain the way God. We try to explain him. You know, the way God operates. You know, the way God, the way God. You are not, and God is saying, me I'm, me, I'm operating fine. Oh. Me, I'm doing just fine. Why are you not applying yourself to the things I'm telling you? There are principles in this world. They came to me, Jesus said that, how come we're not able to cast out this demon? You know what he said to them? He said, this kind go not now, but by prayer and fasting. What he was saying, in other words, that there's an equation for this kind. If you do it, you will see it. There are principles. There are practical, applicable, applicable principles. When we give ourselves to it, we're going to see it. Kenneth Copeland shared a story about, about his daughter. Um, Terry, Terry Copeland, I, I think that's her name. When she was young, she had a cut on her hand. Jerry Savelle, that's Jerry Savelle. And I think the, 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 the thing came out. And he took the hand like this. And he said, this thing is going to grow back. And every day, the words which I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's why talk, word is not oral, oral. Word. Look, listen, listen to this, listen to this. Let it hit your spirit. The word is all that God has. And that's all you have to. How you use it, produce what you see. How God used it, produce what we all see. That's all you have. But speaking to the hand every day. You know what you do when you're doing that? You are putting pressure on that matter. God has shown you, big man of God, business mogul. You only remember to declare what he tells you after one year when you are going through a pain. When you are going through a difficult challenge. That's why you remember, I'm, I'm blessed. But when PS says, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Then after three, six months, there is no consistency in what you are saying. Somebody say, I choose life. Praise the Lord. Number one, components of faith. Number one, seeing. Seeing. What seest thou? What are you seeing? are you seeing? I'm saying seeing, sight, sight. One of the laws of faith is what you see. In fact, when God wants to supernaturally impact faith for, your, for you in any area of your life, it causes you to see something first. Are you following me? You see first. And when you see, faith is impacted for you to start believing for it. What are you seeing? Praise the Lord. Number two. Speaking or confession. It says we have the same spirit of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 4.13. We believe, therefore we speak. Look at me, everybody. Please, I need your attention quickly. I want to teach you very quickly how to write a confession. Bring out your writing materials quickly. Let me teach you. You know why 
you write confessions. It's not by the recitation of it that produces the power. It is a process of meditation. Did you hear what I said there? Every time you are declaring that it's, it's coming stronger to your consciousness that it becomes your reality. So it's like you are taking up a tablet and you are swallowing it up. It becomes your consciousness. So when you find yourself in a contrary situation, that thing that is your consciousness is not what you say first. Did you get the law there? So how do you write a confession? Give you an example, your finances. Write finances there. I know all of you need money. So write finances. How do I write a prophetic confession? Go to the word of God and look for a scripture on, on prosperity or finances. Look at me, everybody. Let me tell you something. You have not robbed God if you Google it, if you don't know any scripture. Some people are saying, I want God to tell me this religious thing will wound you. That scripture that is my own. You know, because sometimes we have also taught people that what is revealed is your own. When God doesn't tell you. So people are saying, you have not read the Bible. What does it remind you? Go and check a scripture on prosperity. Pick it out. It's giving me all good things richly to enjoy. You can stay on that one alone. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You don't have to go and fabricate one that you cannot remember. Then you are angry in the process of you declaring it. And the Lord God said to Aaron, the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer, the beer. Oh God. Oh God. You have hook in the process of your faith. In the presence of your faith, the Lord is my shepherd, is potent. There is no scripture in the Bible that is smaller than the other. It's the, it's the life of God that is inside those things. A thousand shall fall by my side, ten thousand by my right side is potent. If that's all you know, handcore it with your parts. Uh, I ate Ephesians 3:20. Now, unto him who is able to do. Exceedingly, there was a time in my life there was no there's no way I quote anything, I will not quote it. Google one that you can remember. Are you following what I'm saying? No, oh, bring it, bring it. Holy Spirit, I've been praying. No, let them show me. Look, just when, when you begin to study the word, you begin to know more. So this is what you do: you take that scripture, alright? Because you take that scripture as what your check. You remember what I said to you there? It's your check. You write that scripture down there and begin to write what you see concerning that area of your life. Using that scripture as your direction. For example, I wish I had time. I wanted us to, I wanted us to write a confession for the building of the new. I would have practicalized it for you. And you will see that when we get that building, it will be as what we have all written there. I read a book a long time ago, The Seventh Dimension by David Young Chow. How you, how you write your ticket. That's Kenny Hagen that wrote that book. Powerful book. I'm telling you some books that you can go and read. How you write your tickets with God. Powerful book. So, you write that scripture down there. Then you write down in a, it, look, your confession doesn't have to be two-pager. You will not take it. It can be two paragraphs that is short. Now concerning my finances, according to the promise of the Lord to me, the power of your confession is you personalizing it, not generalizing it. 
according to the word of the Lord to me. And because God is not a liar, his word doesn't fall to the ground. I believe concerning my finances, the word of God says, so, 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 so. Da, 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 da. I declare in the name of Jesus, I begin to walk in the manifestation of these things. I believe in my heart because I'm a believer. And therefore I speak and I see the manifestation in Jesus' name. Amen. I rejoice as I wait to see the manifestation of these things I've spoken. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take that thing every day like tablets. You are taking like someone that is taking drip. You are taking it like tablet. That's what the Bible says. The word of God is like medicine to your flesh. You take it like medicine. Let me tell you what happens to you. It gets to a point in your life that you will no longer need to be looking at the notes to remember that thing. When you are praying, normally, you'll be saying it on your own. It has come, you have converted it. It has entered. And once the thing enters and settles, the manifestation must surely come out. Stop hoping that one day they will promote you. Practice this thing. Stop hoping that one day you'll get healed. Practice this thing. Stop leaning too much on anointing service for healing meetings. Practice the word of God. When you practice it, you can choose your children's children. You can teach your children how to come out of sickness. Because you have tasted this thing. You have proven this thing. Practice the word, sons and masters. Practice this word. Practice it. Let's stop hiding with God and say God is good. He has no practice. Prove this results. Concerning my job, I believe you, you. You write that thing. I want to give everybody understand my voice. The assignment tonight, when you get home, or tomorrow morning, write a confession in the three areas of your life that you want to see God in. Assignment. Assignment. If you are in this army, you do my assignments. Now we have entered boot camp, the new training boot camp. It's practical sessions. This result must be proven in your lives. And people must move from you came to this church as a non entity in one year. People must become multi millionaires by practice. They practice the thing. You lean on the strength of the word. Glory to God. So, the next thing. You write your confession, you start declaring it. You start saying it everywhere. Please, let me teach you a powerful principle. If you live in a one bedroom, don't let any space left in that one bedroom not to have heard that confession. Release it like bullets everywhere. Let the earth be filled with your confessions. Let the air be filled with your confession. Let me tell you the law, how rain falls. You understand it now? After some time, once we go up and then boom, must come down. This is the same process. Let that word be hitting the head. You are planting seeds. After some time, the rain must fall because you have spoken this thing too much. You speak your way to the top. You speak your way to your next level. You are just saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. That's how the word of God prevails. Though. Glory to God. I'm very assured about my tomorrow because I'm speaking about my tomorrow today. Please don't be saying don't be saying you are sure about your tomorrow if you are not speaking about your you have left your tomorrow to chance. You have just left it. Anything you don't control will control itself. You don't know that if you're driving a car, you leave the car like this. You will find out that the car has a technology to get accidents by itself. You just leave the steering, it will go the way it pleases. You owe the steering of your life by speaking your word to the direction that God has shown you concerning your life. You speak your word in that direction. 
You're in the family. Nobody in that family has prospered. Nobody. And you are there and say, God, God, God is the lifter of men. You better talk your way out of that thing. You talk your way out dangerously out of that thing. By faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I said, confession. I've told you how to write the confession. Number three. Believing. You believe in your heart. How many believers do you have here? You should not have a problem with that. Let me tell you something. Look, look at me, everybody. Let me just help you demystify one problem there. Many people think that the reason why <laughs> the reason why the thing did not work is that you know when we teach this believing thing, we teach people in such a way that you have to be sacred with your believing, so you never doubt, because the moment you doubt, then the thing has finished. So people are scared that ah, if I doubt that this thing will not work. It means that, oh, that, I see why I did not get a job. There was a time I doubted. Do you know that, how do you not explain someone that is sick, that can feel the pain that is sick, but is still saying, I'm healed. I'm strengthened. It means that there are times you will doubt, but let your words be consistent with, let your words cause correct that doubt. You didn't hear what I said to you. Are you people learning this faith thing? Let your word cross correct that doubt. Have you noticed that if you start, if you sit down there and be saying, I have a headache, I have a headache, I have a headache, I have a headache. Have you noticed? It's just a matter of time you're going to start having a headache. That's how this thing works. So yes, you doubt. Don't be thinking that you will not doubt. Sometimes you feel, ah, will this thing work? But you stay with the word. You go back to his promises and stay with it. Glory to God. How many believers do I have here? The next one is meditation. Meditation. What does meditation mean? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Meditation. What does meditation mean? It means you are meditating, reminding yourself of the promises of God. Now watch this now. Meditation is not only, listen to this very well. Meditation is not only when you meditate on the scriptures. Meditation is also when you meditate on the things God has done in your life. And the things that God has done in others' life that gives you an assurance that indeed is a good God. Meditation. Whatsoever things are pure, what are you supposed to do on them? Think on these things. Can you meditate on how God brought the new for 15 member people to over 4,000 people? Is that a good meditation? It means that from a city to Sakwaya, can you see God doing the same thing in your life? That's meditation. Oh, thank you, Lord. You've done this. I saw when your, you saw when your father was in the hospital, they wrote him off. And yet, he's still alive today. You can meditate on that promise that the same God, I, you are mine, is from meditation, thanksgiving becomes real. Are you hearing me? It's from meditation. You will not, you will, look, you're, you, you're, you can be singing worship to God, but your heart is far from it. What connects your worship to what you are saying in your profession is meditation. You marry it together. You are meditating. God did this. He brought me out of this challenge. When they said there was a casting down, when things were rough, things were bad, there was no way out for me. Yet, I prevailed. Yet, the Lord God helped me. Yet, the Lord God brought me out. You are meditating on his goodness. 
Sometimes you meditate on the word. Oh, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do. It means that the first thing first about my God is that my God is a God of doings. That's the first place we saw doings. Oluwalone doings. Who is able to do? Not just do. Is now be able to exceed abundantly, far. Uh-uh. They couldn't find grammar. That was the problem. Because they all look alike. Exceedingly, abundantly, far. There was no grammar to use. So they had to use three words that look alike to try and put the thing together to see how God can do things. Hey, this God's have been do. It's the doer of my life. It's the builder of my life. You are meditating. The more you meditate, your faith is strengthened. Your convictions are made strong. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your resolve is made strong. When you want to back down, you are strengthened to stand. When you want to chicken out, you are strengthened to stay. Why? By meditation. And then in that process of meditation, you start releasing words. This is how people enter the prophetic. Prophetic declaration. The moment you are, as that happens before, you are thanking God, you are thanking God. Then as you are thanking God, dancing, worshipping, prophetic declaration starts. Oh Lord, I declare over my family. Thank you Lord. You don't know what you are saying. In fact, sometimes, even when you start confessing the word, I declare in the name of Jesus, you are reading it. You enter into prophetic declaration. It was never in the things that you wrote, but it was spirit inspired and you wish you recorded it. Because the moment you were declaring it, you cannot remember it again. But something came out of your inside. It's called the quickening word. The quickening word. The quickening word. The quickening word. That's why the word of God must dwell in you richly, mightily. Because it's from the abundance of that word, the mouth speaketh. The more you have the word inside of you, the more you can speak these things to life. Are you following what I'm saying? This is how dead things come back to life. Listen, children of God. Practice these things, I beg you. Stop every time. It's, amen, join in. Just wait. Just practice, produce this thing. What will you hand over to your children's children? Is it the rod of Aaron? What will you hand over to your children's children? Come and sit down here. At the age of 80, you tell them, these were the faith steps of Shola. Like, similar to the faith steps of Abraham. These were the first steps. These were the things we practiced. These were the things that gave us that job. These were the things that built this multinational you are seeing today. These were the things. You have a principle in your hands. I invite you, the new members, to now application of the word. Not just hearing things. I just excited. You know all the scripture. You know how the anointing flows. Yet, nothing to show. Practice the word. The last one. Second to last is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I'm going to dwell so much on that. Then the last one is acting on the word. This is the one people have fallen short on. Abraham! I'm going to make you a father of nations. But you leave your father and your kindred to a place that I will show you. Yes, sir. Um, Bros. Abraham, where are you going to? for a foundation and a builder a, a foundation whose builders is the Lord and is going ah Abraham are you really, are you mad are you are you are you are you mad are you okay where are you going to I'm just going because the Lord has spoken you know what it means to act on the word blindly let me tell you what it means what it means to honor the word of God is not when we stand up in church and say can we stand up to read the, the Bible to honor the word we can do that sometimes though. But people are reading the Bible and they are, some people are, they are even abusing the pastor in their soul while they are reading the Bible as they are all standing up. So it's good to honor the word. But how we honor the word is by practicing the word. 
This is where many believers are falling short. We don't practice this word. Why sit we here until we die? If we stay, we die, we go, we die. We better go. Stand up and move. You have spent four years talking to us. Four years. Talking to us about that app that God told you to build. Four years. Four years. Four years. Then we say, if you are called to be great, raise your hands here. Four years. And you still raise your hand. Every four, four years, same circle. Four years. The Bible says about Abraham, go and look at the first steps of Abraham. Every time God spoke to him, we stand up and go, go and sacrifice your son, your only son, Isaac. Don't be mistaken. Not Ishmael. The one I gave you, that one that is precious to you. The Bible says, and Abraham rose up early in the morning. What a man. Rose up early in the morning. First steps of Abraham. He got to the point, the son said, look, we don't have animal though. Who is going to? He told the servant, he said, as we go, we are surely coming back. Faith steps. Are you acting on the word or you are excited about what he told you? There are two different things. Many believers are excited about the promise, not acting out the promise. Excitement produces nothing. It's acting the thing that produces everything. Just excited. Oh, God told me. <laughs> in, uh, how many of you did God tell you to write books here? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. We are going to write books. Oh, God, I see myself writing books. I see myself in white, like Ayadaba. I just see myself like this with Ketri Kuma gown. I just go everywhere. I see Ketri Kuma in my dream, and then Benny Hinn on my side, and then Billy Graham on my left, right side. I just see it everywhere. Okay. God says, write a pamphlet for children in Badagri and start from there to six years. Six years. Six years he told you that instruction. You are still getting to mine. Continue. Continue. Just keep moving in the... Look, you will not convert anything you don't act on. I taught you that first, the first law of faith. The second law there. I said, every faith result we see in the Bible had a corresponding action to match with it. God told you, be dancing before me for seven days. I will put upon you a garment of prayer. Day one, day two, day three, day four, you slept off. Day six, you slept off. Day eight, you slept off. Say, we'll restart again with Christ. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He said, this person, you are just inconsistent, unstable like water. This, are you seeing that's what cost Reuben? He said, my son Reuben, I was unstable as a water. Unstable. How do I back you up? How do I keep my promise with you? God told Abraham, he said, I know Abraham will teach his children. Wow! By the consistency. Listen, it is not natural to be consistent. You have to fight and go against the tides of that thing that has been costing you, that inconsistency. You have to go against the tides and say, I refuse for this thing to undercut my destiny in my life. I'm going to produce everything. I'm going to produce everything. I'm going to produce everything. You get angry with yourself. You get angry with your past. You get look. If you are not look at your family, let something to anger you now. Act on the word. I have no respect for people that have too many things they plan to do with nothing to show. What I mean, nothing to show is that they are not doing anything about it. P.S. I want to see you. You came to see me three months ago. And every time you bring a folder, a big box of folder. Remember three years ago when I told you that um, God moved on my spirit? This is what God told me then. And then next year, I can see what God is saying. You have huge visionary glasses. But no, no walking steps. Talk is cheap. Anybody can talk. Anybody can be talking. You can be talking your way, talking your way, talk your way, talk, 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 without anything to act with it. What God is compelled to do is what he tells you to do. Whatsoever he tells you to do, do. That's the solution. 
And you guess what? There are people who will leave this meeting today. They are angry to start doing. They will go home tonight. They will bring out their file. Bring, 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 bring. You see, I'm going to do this thing now. They, they will not sleep till next week. They will not sleep for one week. Then upper week. I, I beg. I beg. Give me fine eyes. Or tapioca. I don't know. I always say fine eyes. Just, just. Oh. You say, we want to produce what God is saying. Glory to God. Say, I'm a doer of the word. I'm not a forgetful hearer. I'm a doer of the word. You want to see your faith released? You want to see what you have believed God for in your hands? Do the word. Do the word. Glory to God. Jump on your feet, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Somebody rejoice! How many of you will practice these things you've learned today? Are you going to practice it? Okay, remember I told you because of time, that thing you said, I said the last part there is, then you go home tonight, then write out the things you need to start acting on now. Would you do that? Give yourself a three-month plan. For three months, this finance, I want to move it to another level. These are the things I would do for the next three months consistently where this area is concerned. And whatever it tells you to do, begin to do it. Glory to God. Father, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.